Good afternoon, Super Kicking with Steven fans. So happy to be here, ready to talk up Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT. We just had the Great American Bash. Greg, of course, will want to talk of his sons playing game three tomorrow. Uh, they're looking unbeatable. I mean, they've put up 118 points both games. So, um, And also, you know, I was last week live at Wrestling PMPG Wrestling. I'll be back there Friday, July 30th. Uh, trying to get in the action. So, Greg, first, have at it. Happy Saturday. How are you feeling with your sons right now? <laughs> oh, man, on top of the world, man. Not as good as going to feel this time next week when uh, they already horsing that Larry O'Brien trophy up. But uh, two games down, two to go. They're looking unstoppable. And uh, I give that shout-out to Giannis for, you know, toughing it out, you know, putting his big boy pants on and trying to, you know, lead his team. Um, he's a one-legged man in ass-kicking contest. Unfortunately, his is the one that's getting kicked right now. Um, but everybody who's, you know, hating on him, hating on the Suns run because, you know, all these injured players, well, you know, you can't say this about the championship series because Giannis is in there. He's playing his guts out. But, mm -hmm. you know, those stars, using air quotes around them, are not playing like stars. And uh, they really have nothing for the Suns right now. So uh, tomorrow night, game three, game four is going to be around Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, because it's two back-to-back -back games in Milwaukee. Uh, actually, I'm hoping they take one of those games so they can close out the series in Phoenix. But you can't be picky, you know. And this may be a historic run in the sense that uh, if they sweep the bus, that they will have closed out every series on the road oh. on their championship run. They've beaten every team in the playoffs in their own building. So yeah, I don't know if it's historic. Yeah. I can't I imagine that not being some sort of history. I don't think it's ever happened before. So wow. it could be very okay. historic if they get the sweep. So something to look out for. And, and like you uh, said, we they put up 118 points in both games. That's pretty <laughs> that's pretty yeah. uh pretty good stats so uh other than that uh i think my experience uh was very interesting i thought it took me a little bit to get going i had another guy with me trying to help along as well and just you know up what is oh dan said i wish my man sir charles would have been able to do it in 93 well yep and <laughs> me too i'm sure i'm sure the 2005 sons wished or is that oh five oh six couple of those years where they were really like yeah. with Steve Nash and all that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm sure they'll do it. And uh, yeah, so MPG wrestling, good times, a lot of different characters there and um, middle of a barn house. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> hopefully next, fr uh, sorry, not next Friday, Friday, July 30th. I'll be the next event. It's a 
Jared Kripke's birthday bash, golden birthday bash. So he turns 30 on the 30th. So that's kind of cool for him. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that all turns out. But everybody, of, brother. everybody got to start somewhere. Even JR started out in the in the indies before he became, yeah. you know, the, the goat of all broadcasters. So I just need you know. I just need some guy to fall from the cell and then I'm golden. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a there's a few big stories that came out this week. Uh, yeah. We'll start with Raw and then we'll kind of build in those stories as it goes, because that it kind of makes more sense when you played into the stories. But we'll go through the week. So we'll do Monday Night Raw. Tuesday, we'll do the bash. We'll talk about Wednesday, AEW, the, the debut that happened there and then finish up with SmackDown and any other thoughts. So uh, Raw kind of looking at it. Uh, we had the Miz TV uh, segment with all the, you know, money in the bank people. I love that Riddle climbed up the ladder. I'm sure you remember, Greg, when it was Owens, Jericho, Ziggler maybe, or there's like six of them, Sami Zayn maybe. They're all standing, sitting on top of the ladders. I'm sure it's yeah. the most awkward they've ever been. But <laughs> I love that Riddle played up that history. He's like, isn't this how we're supposed to do it? He's selling the hell out of that foot, which is good. Um, it, it led to... John Morrison, Ricochet. Now, this time, John Morrison defeats Ricochet by count out. What is the end game for this, Greg? Because I have no clue. Uh, it, yes, it's making no sense. I thought that the beginning of it was to boost up Ricochet, um, mm-hmm. give him a little bit of push because, you know, when he gets back in front of an audience that people are going to be behind him, uh, he is that good. And... You know, he could be the uh, millennial version of Jeff Hardy. Um, he's he's that he's more acrobatic. Um, he's uber talented, and he's just not getting his moment. And uh, I would, if I could pick who would win the briefcase, I would pick Ricochet. And I know he's not going to get it. Uh, you know, he's going to be good for two, three high spots that are going to be amazing. Um, but this whole thing with Morrison, uh, I have no idea what they're going with this. Um, he needs to, you know, win this trilogy and, you know, get himself set up for something else. Um, Mm -hmm. by the way, that, that gainer he did off the apron and smashed John Morrison, who was sitting on the barricade. That Mm -hmm. was awesome. And I thought he could have, yeah, I thought he could have killed both of them. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, was out of nowhere, and uh, it's not often that we see something like that that it just hits you by surprise that much. And uh, so I know my jaw hit the floor. I don't know about yours, but mm-hmm. you know that was definitely an awesome moment. That uh, would have got a huge pop out of the audience that had happened in front of the crowd. So would have landed I'm, in the audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, why had, that's why they had to take advantage of it. I mean, they're you know trying to pull out all the stops before they. You know, like the last man standing match, I felt like that went a lot out outside the barricade. So um, my yeah. thinking is, could jo- could Ricochet get elevated with a good showing in Money in the Bank? Like, you know, maybe he gets a couple chances to reach it. You know, maybe he takes out Morrison from reaching it, and that's the way that he overcomes Morrison. But like you said, I don't. He's not high on my list. He might be above John Morrison if I'm ranking them. Um, but 
you know, maybe maybe we could do that at the end of the night and kind of rank the six or the eight men because we're still waiting on – we have six out of the eight women right now. So uh, – because mm-hmm. I would be curious to hear your ranking of them. Well, why don't we just do it right now? We're right here talking about it. Who do you think is the odds-on favorite? Hmm. Because um, we got I'm Drew, pretty- Nakamura, Owens – Ricochet, Morrison. Who am I missing? Oh, AJ Styles. AJ. Big E. Is that it? Am I missing anybody? I think you got it. I would put it between Drew and Seth. Seth Rollins. That's who I forgot. Yeah. Um, I just finished watching SmackDown an hour ago so it's still in my mind um drew and seth with the dark horse being biggie mm-hmm. um so in order drew one seth two biggie three and i was wondering if biggie could cap get it go back to raw and cash in on lashley and kind of come full circle now then again would that play into somehow Kofi getting upset. Maybe Kofi joins MVP and we finally get the ultimate breakup of, you know, <laughs> uh, I know that's way convoluted, that's but it feels like, you know, uh, I just don't know. It feels like Big E with the case of doesn't, I don't know. I feel like Big E should kind of do that slow. Like I said, I think a Rumble win, you know, I don't know. It, and then Cesaro, I thought would have overcame Seth last night but that didn't happen so it does look like cesaro is getting back down to where he was which kind of sucks but hopefully it's not uh like you i yeah i think it's drew and seth i don't i just don't think it feels like if i almost think seth now and the stuff with edge could play up because they were teasing that that sounds like where we're going for SummerSlam, and maybe you have you know, Seth saying, well, I'm going to cash in and do something you couldn't do edge and stuff like that. Or maybe Seth puts up the, the briefcase on the line, you know, somehow. And, um, but yeah, it does feel like Seth is getting built up again, you know, and we haven't really touched the Roman stuff yet. So, you know, who knows? Cause that's the thing too. Do you want to go heel versus heel? Even though I feel right. like people would cheer, People would cheer Seth over Roman right now, I think. But unless there are, maybe you could get that mix. Who knows? But I ultimately think, you know, so, yeah, like you, I'm just going to switch mine. I'm going to put Seth Drew and then maybe Big E as a, like a dark horse. Uh, But right now it feels like those two. And the women's side, like I said, there's two spots up for grabs. I feel like Sasha's going to get announced in there. And then somebody had said maybe Tony Storm. But they're saying coming soon. But then again, they brought Tegan Knox and Shotzi up last night. So who knows? I mean, yeah. So I, I'm I'll be interested to see who they put in. But it feels like Sasha should maybe be that last name just to get right. the big pop because they're back in. They have to pretty much announce it next week, you know, because it's you know it's <laughs> it's next week. So um and then as far as the women's side. I really don't know because we got, well, 
I think I want Alexa, <laughs> just because I think that would be interesting. But we got Asuka, Alexa, um, Nikki, Ash, Naomi, Liv, because Liv's not winning it. I think she's just getting these little moments to get her built up. Liv Morgan now. Who else we got? We got... Uh, who's my other SmackDown? It was Carmella. She got pulled out. Is that yeah, it? Your mystery opponent. There's two. And well, I'm looking at my women's wrestlers over there to see if there's anybody that I missed. But um, but right now, I think Alexa's the odds-on favorite in women's. Do you think Alexa, or do you think somebody else? Um, Alexa seems too easy. Yeah. Um, so I think they may be doing something a little bit different. And as much as I hate to say it, I think maybe Nikki mm. is going to be the one to get it just so they can lean heavier into this superhero thing. Um, but she'll probably lose the cash then. Depends. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. You're right. Depends. Um, they don't pull an Otis, do they, again? Oh, geez, no. Um, I hope, and that's the that's, thing. I feel like they got to stick with what whoever gets it, you just ride that out. You know, right. let it ride. I mean, and could they go back to Asuka? Because Asuka technically didn't get to cash in last year. So maybe Asuka, I don't, yeah. Yeah, as much as I love it, I don't think Oscar's going to get it. Um, Nikki, because of the storyline, and when we're back in front of the audiences, they're going to be eating her up. Yeah. Um, she's going to go over like Game Busters. So I have no doubt about it. And, um, you know, the, the little kids are going to be into it. I can see them with their, you know, like dressing up like her. On. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the same way Bailey was when she was in XD doing. And they had the uh, little Bailey clones out there. Hmm. Um, Guys like dressing up like Bailey. <laughs> there are some. Right. Da- you see the dads out there with the headbands. I got some yeah. headbands over here of mine. Uh, there they are. They're way oh, back there. Okay. <laughs> They're nice. still in the plastic. <laughs> Never been opened. And, oh, there's my bootios too. Can't go wrong with some bootios. <laughs> hey, I had some too. I don't know where they went. I think somebody stole uh, it. Who knows how fat and mad they are, but uh so speaking of women, we did have an eight women tag match. We had Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Eva Marie, and Dewdrop defeat Nikki Ash, Alexa Bliss, Asuka Naomi. Obviously, the winner was Eva Marie. I kind of am digging that she's just going after everybody because mm-hmm. when she gets killed, the crowd is gonna eat it up, as you like to say. So right. that's all this is about. I am surprised that they you know, beat the, oh, like it's the four women in the Money in the Bank match, you know. So, I mean, it's kind of good because it didn't give any of those women momentum, but it was just a weird, it was a weird hodgepodge. I mean, I thought uh, Piper still looked good. And like we said, mm-hmm. that moment when she finally turns. And I mean, if you pull it right away, like that first row in front of the crowd, I think yeah. I'd be okay with it because I feel like you want to get the crowd on your side with her. And I think the crowd wants to get behind her and, you know, let her say her name and all that. It takes you back to the um, Aleister Black and uh, uh, um, the, oh, uh, 
Velveteen, Velveteen Dream, Dream, where the, he wanted to just say his name and you just have, yep. you know, so. <laughs> but yeah, Brittany's in the chat saying, Dad, these boys are talking all your favorite sport, all this wrestling. I don't know who she's talking to, but she must be talking to her dad. So thank you, Brittany, <laughs> for joining us. Oh, oh there you go. Now she, now, now we got it. So there you go. There's her other comment. She needs to talk. <laughs> Tag her dad, Bill Warner Hensley. So if Bill wants to join us, we'll be glad to get him in the comments and join up. So uh, thank you, Brittany, for joining the chat. Keep giving us comments. If you want to add anything to it, let us know. Uh, so Dewdrop is ultimately going to be the winner out of all this, I think. And then, you know, your whole mm -hmm. Nikki Ash, I think I'm, that's probably a pretty good um, uh, uh, theory as well. So uh, Mustafa Ali defeated Mansoor. Man, you talk about going uh, – Mansoor was what undefeated and now he's defeated. And I think ultimately you just got to put, I think he's going to acquiesce to Ali and maybe let them kind of run wild as a tag team because we need tag teams, yeah. especially with Morrison and Miz kind of, you know, Miz is hurt. So that takes a tag team away. So uh, do you think Mansoor just ultimately kind of aligns himself with Ali by not like reluctantly, kind of yeah that's kind of what i see it going um you know take or i'll be taking that more mentor role and you know kind of corrupting the very snow white uh mansoor as far as you know being so sweet and innocent and everything mm -hmm. um so yeah i can see it around with that for a while and just playing it until you know it's time to turn him you know maybe around the end of the year and maybe, and who knows, maybe let them get a run with like a small run with the tag team titles. But Ali finally have something for all the work he's, you know, pumping up uh, main event and trying to build feuds through that. So uh, mm -hmm. next up, we had the feud of the century, but we threw it away on Monday Night Raw because Jinder Mahal, Greg, he was sad because Drew McIntyre did not text him back after three days. <laughs> you know what I call that? I call that ghosting and right. Jinder Mahal should take a hint because I know as a single guy, <laughs> when, a, when a person doesn't text you back in three days, that's probably saying something. But um, anyways, I saw a lot of people saying, oh man, they wasted this on uh, Raw. They should. I'm like, come on, people. We did not need this on a pay-per-view. No. Maybe a beat, not like any of the big ones. If you want to throw it on extreme rules, sure. But you know, uh, Jinder Mahal technically, well, no, Drew McIntyre won by DQ because um, Riv and Shank, I don't want to say Shank, Shaki or whatever his name is, Riv and Shanker, Shanky. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember the, <laughs> those two guys, the two big guys with him. Uh, they, you know, yeah, v Veer and Shanky, sorry, Veer and Shanky. Uh, they kind of took out Drew. I, I mean, I guess this is something for Drew to hold over. Because like we were saying, what is he going to do for SummerSlam? And I... Ugh. <laughs> yeah. do, do we even... I mean, this might be it for him for SummerSlam. I was kind of wondering if there might be a tag team come out there to help him. But I can't even think of what tag team to put out there with him. I mean, you could have done the Viking Raiders, but they're kind of messing with AJ and almost. So like... Yeah, maybe you know, New Day might need something after 
you know, after this whole stuff with Lashley, but any thoughts on Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre, Greg? Yeah, is it's it was time for a step down for Drew anyway, and um, this is it for sure. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, him getting out of the picture for a minute, and yeah, it's it's just a waste of space. I wouldn't watch this on the pre-show, so um, <laughs> it's it's good to just get it out the way and give do something to do in the short term and you know he can start rebuilding starting with uh gender and you know make his way back to the top but um i can't think of anybody who wants to see another Jim, gender mahal match but uh you know that's that's what he has to do and you know i pay you do somehow and you know this is this is back to this is what the end of the line looks like if you ever wondered when they say, okay, you lost all your championship opportunities, back of the line, you know, back of the line is gender Mahal. This is literally so. trying to rebuild him. Yep. Well, speaking of back of the line, uh, Lucha House Party defeated Mason T-Bar. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think the writing is on the wall for Mason T-Bar. I think they're going to get jobbed out a lot. I think they're going to be the ascension and just kind of there until it's, you know, time to cut bait or I don't know, like it losing a Lucha house party. I mean, that's pretty, yeah, that's that's not as you're on the bottom, like losing the lose your house party. Yeah. So they they do have a saving grace though. I mean, if they just broke away from the whole, um, their personas, right. And just go back to their origin story. Um, Dominic Jajakovic, you know, deal Madden and break out their real stories and, um, you know, represent themselves that way, they could do something. They could, you know, make something of themselves and and split off from each other so they're not mm-hmm. associated as a lame tag team. And, you know, go back to, you know, I'm the guy who had those epic matches with Keith Lee, talking about mm-hmm. Dijakovic. And um, Deal Maybe Madden, Dio could I, say... Uh, I don't want to job. I didn't want to, you know. I wanted to do something against Brock, so I went back to the drawing board. You know, stuff. I don't right. know, but so it's, it's not too late for those guys. They can still do something like that and reinvent themselves on the fly. But as long as they keep working this uh, angle from the retribution um, era, it's not going to work for them. And you see where that's landed. So it's up to them to to make it right. I mean, like, yeah, if you're losing a Lucha House Party, that's that ain't good. Um, Riddle defeated AJ Styles. Really strong match there. Just Riddle, you know, I mean, he just really looks good. We did have the Viking Raiders in there, kind of distracting the Raw Tag Team Champions. We're going to get the Viking Raiders and AJ and almost on the first Raw after Money in the Bank. So we'll get that in front of a live crowd. And I'll put, you know, it'll be really interesting to see how finally the crowd reacts to AJ and almost as a tag team. You know, we saw it kind of at WrestleMania, but now, you know, on the road, and I'm sure there'll be some screwy finish, you know, unless they just pull the trigger on Viking Raiders and maybe try to get the Viking Raiders back on the right path, and maybe you can play that up. So um, anything, Greg, on Riddle and AJ Styles, and then, you know, maybe what you think about that role after – 
money in the bank for the tag team championship. Uh, no, nah, I love what they're doing with um, with Riddle. Uh, Riddle's looking really good. He's he's keeping his you know goofy goofy character, but you know it's, it's when it comes time, an edge to it. it. Right. Yeah. He's looking more legit, and that's what I wanted out of him for the longest time instead of him just being a clown all the way around. And, you know, putting him with uh, Randy Orton has been the right move, uh, giving him that edge he needs, giving him that, uh, you know, know, my my dad used to have a a great saying, I laugh and joke, but I don't play. And, you know, that's kind of what riddle is. You, you know, you'll laugh a joke outside the ring, but when he gets in the ring, it don't play. It's time to go to work. And you're seeing that come out in his ring work. So I'm excited for that. Um, the Viking Raiders do need to get built up um, back to the legitimacy they formerly had. And um, doing it against AJ and almost would be a, a great move because um, they do need that depth. They do need to make them the powerhouses they used to be uh, before uh, was it, Ibar got injured. And um, we still no, don't know where uh, Almost is with his, with his work in the ring. He, you know, he's you know, Hulk smashed a little bit, but we haven't seen much out of him. And so uh, it kind of defines down the, the titles. So putting him on a, on a legit tag team like Viking Raiders would make more sense in my opinion. And with the riddle stuff, we haven't brought up Damian Priest. I wonder if we're leading to Randy Orton and Damian Priest. And I think that could be really good for Damian Priest. You know, you had the Miz and John Morrison stuff. You get a feud with Orton. Maybe Orton's like, you're trying to, you know, what are you trying to do here? And Orton gets, you know, a little touchy about it. So uh, would you be okay with the Orton-Damian uh, Priest feud? Or maybe a match even at SummerSlam? I think that'd be a really high-profile match for Damian Priest to kind of build him up as well. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree that it's, you know something we haven't seen before. Um, I think they would complement each other, and I think Priest would be the bigger guy by maybe an inch or two. Um, so it looks good, and you know, be believable. So they have a couple, you know, high impact matches, and uh, it would wouldn't hurt. Uh, Randy at all, and it would help uh, establish uh, Damian Priest as you know a top guy, putting him in the program with Orton. So I'd be for it. I'm still lukewarm on Damian Priest just because I haven't seen him, seen him do anything amazing yet. But you know, leaving the door open for him, I want to like him, but you know, he hasn't shown me much yet. So this uh, program like this could could do it. Because, I mean, the past two, what is it, past couple weeks, Damian Priest and um, Riddle have had segments. So it makes you wonder if that's going anywhere. Because I feel like they wouldn't just throw that for no reason. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, here's another match. Jackson, Riker, and R-Truth defeated <laughs> Cedric Alexander and Elias. Elias has walked away. Um, you had Tazawa in there messing around. You had Cedric had to defend for himself. And Riker and um, R-Truth pick up the win because, you know, Riker and R-Truth is a thing. So moving on, we're just going to go to the main event. 
which yeah, was Kofi yeah. Kingston and then um, Xavier Woods defeating Bobby Lashley and MVP. Obviously, you had to have Kofi overcome it. You know, he, you know, beats MVP and, you know, kind of looks good. I mean, I thought MVP looked pretty good uh, in the ring. You know, we'd wondered if he was coming back soon. And obviously now it's known. So um, good main event to kind of build that up. Monday, we're going to get Lashley and Co- or Lashley and Xavier Woods one-on-one again. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, do they let Xavier Woods get as much offense in or do they just let Lashley roll through? kind of build that up again so uh what do you think about the main event and then we'll take a quick commercial break and go into tuesday and uh get things going on great american bash yeah i thought it was a good match and uh, you know the outcome was what we expected to be you know the new day against you know a team with mvp on it they should win um mm-hmm. but it was you know a great match he told a good story and you know it advanced the storyline with uh lashley and kofi so you know it achieved all its objectives all right uh let's do elite performance if you want to get elite you need to go to elite performance so here's a little commercial break for them then we'll get right back into the great american bash Ready to rock and roll on Great American Bash. Uh, we did get, well, kind of start with Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano. Samoa Joe was involved with that. So we're going to get Karrion Cross, Johnny Gargano for the title of NXT with Samoa Joe as a special guest referee. I think that's, you know, with the rumblings that Karrion Cross has been working dark matches on Raw and SmackDown or wherever. I think it's Raw, but. I, I think they're going to pull the trigger on carrying cross get up sooner rather than later. So Greg, could we see a title change next week? Hmm. With Samoa Joe. Very, <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, I like the idea and uh, the way Johnny Grano was going over as a baby face would make a whole lot of sense right now. Um, to know that the way is supposed to be still, still, easy for me to say, still a heel faction. Uh, however, uh, Gargano is, you know, is showing more and more shades of, you know, his babyface persona. And going against the biggest heel in the company is going to make you a de facto babyface. Um, so I can see it happening. Do I? Think it's going to happen? No. Um, I lean more towards those face-offs he's been having with Joe, and just waiting for him to throw on him, so we actually get that match and Joe gets developed. So, um, do I see Gargano get it? 
yes, do I think he will? No. Um, I think it's going to be a great match. Maybe some um, some screwy finish uh, involved that prevents our Gargano from winning. Uh, maybe one of the other uh, guys like Cole or um, somebody sticking their nose in because they don't want him to they want to be the guy to be cross and not Gargano. Um, so something like that happening, but I think it's going to be a fantastic match with uh, Gargano and Cross. So looking forward to that. Yeah, you feel like Samoa Joe is going to get involved somehow, and like you said, if we can get Samoa Joe, and I think Samoa Joe carrying Cross probably without the title is probably where you want to go because you know then Samoa Joe can go over and. <laughs> Then Karen Cross can move up, so maybe that's the end game as well. So, because uh, they keep saying Karen Cross has been working some dark matches, so I would think that means you're gonna call him up pretty soon. Um, MSK defeated Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. We kind of both were going. Our I thought we both were leaning towards Thatcher and Ciampa winning. Obviously, we were wrong. Unless I miss, maybe I'm misspoken for you, misspeaking for you, but. Uh, I don't know. MSK still feels like they're getting some of those boos from the crowd, don't they? Yeah, it does. Uh, first of all, it was awesome to see that that uh, pay per view happen with a full audience and not yes, you know, yeah. you know, two hundred people in there and then five hundred video screens. So mm-hmm. to see them in front of a you know a full building was awesome, and you could tell you know who was hot and who was not. Um, off that show and i agree with you champion thatcher they're getting you know the lion's share of um the cheers as opposed to msk and i know they're supposed to be the the new era rock and roll express kind of thing but they they just don't have that it factor um you know and they're they're pushing as hard as they can to to show it but you know i don't see it you don't see it I doubt most of the universe sees it. Um, they're going to have, you know, the basic fans, you know, cheering for them because we're being led to um, believe that this is, you know, the new hot up and coming next big thing. But, you know, you know, most they, you know, underestimate us as far as we know what we see when we see it. And, mm-hmm. MSK is still not there, um, so I was disappointed with the uh, with that match just on the on the basis of the outcome. It was still a decent match, a uh, good match, but um, I'm wondering if MSK could, could they ha- do you think a manager would help them? I mean, I guess if it's the right manager, yeah. But even then, um, even then, I don't know who is the right manager. So it's like. I don't. It, it, I don't know. I almost feel like they just got to lean into the heel side, you know. Yeah, just that's, it, I mean, that would make having a manager make sense because you know they're hype men for each other already. They don't need a third hype man. That's true. So, yeah, um, it would make more sense if they were to jump heel and they would then to get a manager to, you know, help carry off their shenanigans and get them over. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you just, I mean, you almost have to rethink what you're doing with them. Because like we said, even the casual fans, if, you know, there's just something, like like we, you know, you said, it felt like Thatcher and Champa were getting all the cheers. 
they were working, you know, it's like they knew what to do in the match. Almost felt like MSK was, you know, in third gear. Like they couldn't get going. You know, if it, they just couldn't, they just, I don't think they know how to react to the crowd reacted to them. Cause I think they mm-hmm. thought they'd come in, you know, they were over an impact wrestling. I think as the young rascals is what they were called. And that got over. And now I thought now they think, Oh, well, they're just, we're going to do the same stuff. But you know, like you said, sometimes it works with LA night type deal. Sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, look at EC three. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. he tried some of the same stuff and it didn't necessarily work. So um, speaking of LA night, of course, he did defeat Cameron Grimes. We will. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the vignettes that we'll see with <laughs> Grimes carrying out the work of LA Knight. You know, whatever he's going to do. So it was the right choice. It made the most sense. Good match. You know, I think we probably need to move. Like, whenever that you know, if if Grimes can win a match for his freedom down the road, you know, maybe at Takeover next month then it needs to be done with both of them. They both need to go their separate ways. So uh, any thoughts on the match, Greg? Yeah, I like the match. And, of course, I've been all over this storyline from the beginning because uh, I love L.A. Knight and uh, Kevin Grimes, what he's been doing with DiBiase and the whole million-dollar angle has been all money, you know, pun intended. Um, pun intended. Anytime they have these Butler matches, you know, it always goes bad for the baby face, you know, and we just saw the Butler Ingle go over in AEW with Miro and the best friends. And uh, so I, when they brought up the Butler Ingle, kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, I was still hoping it wouldn't, just in the sense that if uh, Grimes wins, he gets the million-dollar championship. He's already got the allegiance with DiBiase. He just puts all the pieces together. But even in the back of my mind, I knew that was going to happen. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what these these bits look like, the vignettes as the butler. Um, and then he's going to pay off with another match. So like you said, with, with TakeOver being, you know, the best stage for it. So um, it's going to be another good match with those guys. Um, and I think this is different from the uh, MSK as far as the impact connection because – um, LA Knight was such a, a much bigger character in Impact than they were. Yeah, sure. um, yeah. He was at the top for much longer time. His gimmick went over so much bigger. You, you saw him leaning into the, the whole yeah thing that he does mm-hmm. um, during their promo. Uh, I'm still dying for the uh, LA Knight talk show uh, to come out, you know, when he had the... Uh, the little staples easy button that does his voice going dummy yeah <laughs> and you know that whole bit is going to be so so much gold when he finally breaks that out and um you know Cameron Grimes is one calling him dummy so uh what I uh remembered thinking back a little bit further was at the time that uh he was on top as uh, Eli Drake back in Impact Cameron Grimes was also there um, as Trevor Lee, yes, uh, okay, the technical savage. So these guys have been together; they've worked together, they know each other, and that's why this angle is getting over so much bigger because probably of their familiarity and their ability to tell a great story in their promotion, in their promos, and in their matches. 
So um, it took a little bit of thinking to go back that far into the impact uh, time machine, but yeah. you know, it makes sense from that angle, bringing them both forward. They're in the same place now, and we can see the difference in the ring as opposed to guys like MXK where, you know, they came along after um, that time when they were both uh, in Impact together in the sense that, you know, nobody was watching Impact at that time. So, um, yeah, so I'm definitely still looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with this payoff match with um, Grimes and LA Knight. It's, it's going to be it's going to be great. Uh, so speaking of betting big money, I wish we would have bet on Io Shirai and Zoe Stark because uh, <laughs> we were I, I don't know what the odds were on that one. I mean, there's no way people would have predicted that they would have won the tag team titles and they defeated Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, my only thinking is, I mean, we need the women on raw. Do you call up Candice and Indy, which I hope you don't, I think it's too soon, but uh, yeah, I was just very surprised that um, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark are the new tag team champions. And it kind of sucks because, you know, we had the way which have worked together and now you're going back to just two singles people thrown together. You know, we kind of, I felt like we were kind of doing that with Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. I mean, at least Raquel and um, Dakota were, you know, tagging together. But it's like we're going back and forth. It's like they can't decide, you know, who they want to give it to. I did not foresee the way losing, like, you know, that way already. So, uh, Greg, have at it. What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I agree with you. And looking at it now, um, after getting a whole week of wrestling in, is uh, looks like they're blowing up the whole bottom tier of the women's division with um, with uh, Ember or not uh, Ember Shotzi and Tegan, Tegan. Uh, moving up, and they just did uh, Tegan's reentry. Um, into the field. That was what surprised during me too. That match. I, don't, I don't get why she came out and messed that match up, but then she's getting called up on SmackDown. Right. Right. So, you know, now you've taken that away from uh shot or Indy and Candace and then moved the, the reason for that happening to, uh, to raw and now you have Zoe and uh, Eli's champs. Nobody in the way has the title now. And, um, you know, all the girls from, you know, that that uh, second rung down on the uh, NXT women's tier is seem to be moving up to Raw. So it, they seem to be reshuffling the deck right now with with the girls and moving them up and opening the door for uh, some of the new ladies like Zoe Stark. Um, so it's it's all a big a big cluster right now. Um, the, the match with EO was it was still a good match. Um, but yeah, I didn't have them winning just because of their, you know, mutual respect 
you know, business they were they were talking up and uh, the solidarity of Candace and um, Indy, and it looks like they are on the way up too. Uh, this is the only thing that makes sense to me, uh, taking the belts off of them. But it's going to be at least another week or two because you have to pay off the index angle first, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, you know maybe move all of them up there. Yeah, and my only thing with Ember is she already was up there, so I think she's like, nope. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if she. I wonder if she, you know, signed like Joe, maybe exclusively to NXT and just just wants to stay down there, because the Tegan Knox and Shotsky Shotzi, sorry, tag team is just weird. So it's like I don't. Yeah, I'm just very interested to see. I mean, I know we still got Zia Lee and. Um, uh, me Ling, me Ling, whatever Mercedes Martinez down there. Uh, but yeah, your bottom rung, like you said, your mid card, it's kind of thin pickings, you know. I guess you get the Robert Stone brand girls and like Casey Castazaro <laughs> and Caden Carter, but other than that, yeah, I, I was just very surprised that they they pulled the trigger on that. Um, so the hit row thing, <laughs> I didn't like it at all and i thought the crowd didn't know what to do it just felt flat uh did you enjoy the hit row thing or whatever the um, i i'm kind of dumb i don't know what cypher means is that is that a word i should know no but well i know we're, we're old heads i didn't know what cypher means either so you know last okay. thing i saw cypher was a character from fast and furious so <laughs> okay um <laughs> I didn't know what Cypher meant either, so they're all coming out okay. and they're doing, you know, their little rapping thing and like, okay, we can see they're actual talented rappers, but what does this have to do with anything? Anything, yeah. Um, I mean, I felt like the crowd didn't know, and it even looked like they cut the commercial break when they were in the middle of the end or whatever. So it's like, even they thought, okay, this isn't even, you know, doing anything. <laughs> so yeah. They, Sorry. they should have done more work on it to explain to us what was happening. We know it's a celebration. We've seen championship celebrations a thousand times over. Yeah. But, you know, what's a Cypher celebration? What are we going to be getting here? And, you know, it just caught everybody off guard. And it's like, okay, we knew they were rappers from the beginning when they formed this little clique. But, you know, to, to hit us with that without explaining it, you know, you can see why that segment fell flat. Yeah, I just didn't know what in the world. Um, and I'm even trying to look up the definition. Of course, it's like it doesn't even have the definition for me. So that's cool. But anyways, yeah, Wade Barrett loved it. So I guess that's good. But uh, the crowd was <laughs> like at first, the, you know, at first the crowd was like, hey, and then it was just crickets. I mean, the crowd didn't even have any. I mean, you know, I. I don't know if they thought there'd be more energy to the, you know, and that's the thing too. I don't know if they, like we've been wanting B-Fab to kind of show off and she did. And I mean, I guess it was good, but uh, yeah, that segment, I was like, all right. (laughs) Um, So finally we get to Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Really, really solid match. You know, just both going at each other, move for move. Kyle O'Reilly loses. Abacol wins because, like we said, I think we need a third match 
yeah. some sort of final stipulation. We both said Adam Cole would win, so you're both correct on that. Um, yeah, definitely, you know, technical match. Um, I don't know. It was okay. <laughs> I don't know. It did. The whole night just kind of felt like we were waiting for a little bit more. Is that maybe how you felt too, or? Yeah, um, I expected something else to happen after that match. Um, mm-hmm. I know this is like the what we've been waiting for the whole night was was that match, and it was a great match. I really enjoyed that match. Uh, the finish was great, and you know Cole wins. You know set up sets up the trilogy um, to happen like you know we expected to. Um, whatever the next takeover is. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem like as he's saying there's celebrating something else should be uh, happening right there. Um, so, you know, it's a great event overall, but it does seem like something was missing. Um, then, the, then again, we were spoiled last year because we had <laughs> Keith Lee winning both titles and we had Io Shirai and um, Sasha Banks going at it. I mean, we yeah, had some true. strong stuff last year. So I think it was two, was it two nights last year too, though? I, I thought it was, was, yeah. Okay. So that might have been, a lot more yeah. Time. I don't, like you said, maybe, maybe Diamond Mine should have came out and taken out Adam Cole. So then you really build up Roderick. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because we keep one. I mean, he's, you know, he's took out Kushida and, Kyle, but he has, you know, hasn't taken out Adam yet. So, or maybe takes out Bobby Fish in the match, you know, just to really build up Roderick. So, um, like I said, it wasn't terrible. You know, I wasn't, but like you said, I felt like, I think we're so used to those angles that lead to the next event. Usually NXT is pretty good about like a cliffhanger type deal, you know, right. Champa taking out Gargano. And like we said, the double championship, you know, we got, you know, whatever you know lead it to the next night so um well we're going to take another commercial break and get you some realty talk get into aw dynamite and the big gigantic debut that we were probably both surprised that happened this quickly but we got some notes on that as i saw on the internet thank you internet for always telling me what i need to know and we'll talk that up so realty talk with sean nugent and then we'll come right back. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time. And I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All right, and here we go, right into Road Ragers. So we just started the night right off the bat with Cody Rhodes, with QT Marshall, Marshall, uh, QT Marshall in the strap match. And Greg, we got the old school hitting the the corners which i kind of hate <laughs> yeah whatever. i think you just need the pin at least we did have the lights like i know wwe did i think it was the savio vega and stone or somebody's match they did the lights and the lights would turn on so at least you could keep track but um now the lights did go out for a minute or not a minute but they went out i wondered if they wanted alistair to debut then because it's weird 
that those lights went out then. But then again, Cody winning wouldn't have made any sense. So it makes, you know, whatever happened later on. But um, obviously we thought Cody would win. He did. QT, we just now hopefully with what happened later on, now hopefully we're done with the – now granted we did have Dustin Rhodes chasing off Aaron Solo and um, Booger as I like to call him, but Nick Carmoto and – I don't. I hope we're done with the QT Marshall Cody Road stuff. Do you think we're done with it? Yeah, hopefully that uh, this was just the bridge to live crowds and you know move Cody on to bigger and better things. And we already saw what the bigger and better thing is. Um, so yeah, the, the whole thing with the factory they can go back to AEW Dark and do their thing down there. And uh, you know the match was. You know, it was a good match. Um, I didn't like the old school tap the four corner pad because that's what I grew up with with, with the that's strap back. I mean, yeah, and I get it's old school. So, yeah, it's going all the way back to NWA days and, you know, Dusty Rose in the strap match and Dustin in the strap match and, um, you know, Horseman in the strap match. And that's how they did it. You know, you know, grab your guy, wrap the uh, strap around his neck and drag him to the corners, tag all the four. Um, turnbuckles. So I did like that part of it instead of the, the way they do it now. Um, so, you know, good match. Shout out to him for doing the old school. And uh, please move away from um, the whole factory nightmare rivalry bit because, you know, we don't need that now. Yeah. Uh, and then we did have Hangman, or sorry, we had Kenny Omega. Don Cowles come out there. Don Cowles getting the lovely you got fired because he got fired on Impact Wrestling. So now I'm going to assume we're going to see him all the time <laughs> on AEW, which could be good or bad. But um, we saw the new – sorry to say the new order. Sorry, the dark order because it is new order – new world order NWO week, so I'm getting all of them confused. But uh, we saw dark order come out there, Uno stepping up. You know, saying, hey, hey, or Omega, you know who we're going, who we want. And we did get Hangman out there. They did not touch each other, but, you know, we got to go all out. We got to do it. So, um, any, I know we've kind of talked it up. Do you want to add anything else to that moment or anything you got on that? No, um, first, love it with, you know, the fans are back throwing the, um, Throwing the show into a little bit of a tizzy with, you know, the chance and going, you know, doing stuff you don't expect. You know, the whole thing with the the UAP pirate was awesome. Um, I didn't know anything about it, so I know when they were talking, you got fired. I can't imagine what he got fired from. It would have been fun to actually watch the show and see it happen. Um, but to see the whole show happen with uh, arena full of people again. You know, it started made me drool a little bit because you miss it so much. You don't realize how much to actually see it again and, you know, hear that pop and um, hear those random chants that you don't, can't see coming. You can't pipe them in through the uh, the little plasmatrons the way they've been doing for the year and a half and uh, adding that unpredictability. So um, love that. Um, the Omega segment was what it was. Uh, I still think if you close your eyes while Don Callis is talking, you can hear Ric Flair. Um, so that throws me off a little bit. Um, 
and then the you know dark order and hangman um you know setting it up doing the teases you know this is where we want to go because you know now they're back on the road full time and you know that match with cowboy they keep building it slowly but you know it's going to happen probably by the next pay-per-view and um you know we're going to get the match we've been waiting for and realistically you know and or omega's run has been pretty unspectacular so taking it off of him and putting it on Heyman makes sense um you know obviously the fans are way behind it you know the the chance for him were you know definitely as soon as he came out so i could see you know tk going okay maybe it's maybe it's Heyman's time now so you know i don't think especially like we said if all out is in chicago you know that crowd is going to be so hot now yeah. do you wait and i mean i see and i'm i'm all about the i think you just have to pull the trigger on it i mean if you keep waiting you know then i don't know like will there be a is there going to be a hotter time than that crowd in chicago because they're going to mm-hmm. have uh dynamite uh the then the new friday night show and you're going to have all out so you're going to have i don't you know like i said and it's already sold out so i full gear would be the next event but i don't know where full gear's at so i i think you got to pull the trigger on it you know i think kenny omega will be able to do what he can do and then you could you know we'll really be able to see it's somebody you know that's kind of built from the ground up in a way you know because we knew what omega to do we knew what moxley mm-hmm. could do we knew what jericho could do so this would be the first true i think test to see you know it'd be like giving it to mjf or Sammy Guevara, you know something like that like this is yeah. gonna be your first true opportunity to go with somebody that you groom for this and like i said i you know we knew with brett baker like if you would have waited there was no better there would there would have been a better time so i feel like at all out you got to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, um, inner circle and uh, pinnacle, we're going at it. We had the pinnacle win and, you know, we had Conan kind of get taken out. Um, man, Tolly Blanchard has been really physical lately. <laughs> I feel like, is he, <laughs> is he gearing up to go, you know, him and Conan doing a quickie mat, you know, quick match maybe. I don't know, but, uh, I kind of figured, I think I thought the inner circle would take the win, but they didn't. FTR, um, I don't know. Are we? I don't. Has FTR lost all their momentum? It feels like to me they have. Um, in the sense that they've been booked so weird because they came in with the express purpose of getting their heads up match with Young Bucks. And for a long time, that's all they were focused on. And everything they did was focused on that. And we didn't get it. They moved them both in different directions, put them in uh, different heel factions. And now there's no talk of that matchup ever happening. There's no way to link those two factions so that would ever happen. And so the steam they came in with is not the steam they have now. So... Um, just in the sense that AEW's odd storytelling and just randomly putting guys together and then breaking them off and sending them into the wind in different directions 
is the only reason they've lost the momentum they had when they came in. Uh, I'm sure they think it's for a better cause, but you know, they never got to finish what they started and have that match with the Young Bucks. So it makes FTR seem incomplete. Now they're in this match of this rivalry with uh, the inner circle and their main rivals are going to be Santana and Ortiz. So, so yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. It's, they've lost steam and momentum, uh, but it's not their fault. You know, That's you have true. To yeah. And booking. Well, Ted, we did get the match though. Cause did it, the young bucks took the titles off FTR. And I think that was at fall gear. Was it a year ago? Because FTR yeah. had the tag team titles, remember? So we've gotten the match, but I feel like they rushed the match. They should have True. waited on that match. They should have waited on that match. And I thought that's kind of what hurt it as well. Like, like they knew they had money in it. And they're like, well, we're just going to do it. And, you know, we'll just go at it. Uh, what about Tully Blanchard? Do you think Tully Blanchard's getting up? Like, is he going to get involved <laughs> in a match here? Because he's been pretty physical. Uh, he did the dive or the, the turnbuckle move with FTR. He's, you know, gotten busy with Conan. Yeah, he's feeling a little froggy these days. So, you know, I could definitely see a six-man match happening somewhere with um, TR and Tully against, you know, Santana Ortiz and Conan. Um, I think that's it. They definitely cannot do a one-on-one match. And uh, so, you know, six-man looks to be the, the most reasonable uh, idea with with those guys, and I'm good with that. Yeah, you know, Conan's got to get his the... payback. So, yes, yes, yeah. I think you know you just. I mean, we still don't know what the end game is for Inner Circle and Pinnacle, so we got to get to that eventually too. But uh, what else happened? We um, <laughs> speaking of unpredictable, we had a fan rush the ring when Jericho and MJF were starting to go at it, and man, <laughs> it's like yay, fans are back, and it's like. Oh crap! Fans <laughs> right. are back. Like I was like, really? Because when they kept saying "cut it, cut it," I was like, "Is that MJF saying cut it?" Or and then you see Jericho just lay. I mean, like they said, sometimes they need to let that fan get in there and just right you know, take one shot. <laughs> I mean, but um, so now we're gonna get the make sure I got all the stipulations because there's a lot of stipulations, right? Uh, I think he's got to go through. Uh, he has to win five matches in a row, you know, kind of going against all the the inner circle or the pinnacle to get to MJF. So, um, yeah, how are we on that stipulation for Jericho getting to MJF? Maybe, does he maybe lose one and we got to throw something else out there? Or do you think he goes five for five? No, he can go for five for five. You know, it's kind of what I expected. He's going to have to you know, fight everybody else to get to him. You know, it's, you know, drive through, you know, top heel, you know, business. So that's definitely something I'd expect, you know, to go through. So you got the FTR guys, Wardlow, um, Sean Spears, and I don't know, it's going to have to be Tully, because I can't think of the other 
<laughs> the other fight. Unless, unless he makes Jericho like wrestle all the like a handicap match against like four of them. Right. You know, like um, the, the like it could be FTR, Wardlow, and Guevara against Jericho and really just screw him, you know, try to screw him over. So or does he make Jericho wrestle him to get a match against him? That you know, that type of weird way that they could do it too. So um yeah. Uh anything else on that? I mean, like I said, I can't believe the fan rushed the ring though. I'm like, come on, people like <laughs> Yeah, you just got a glimpse back. of <laughs> It's not a glimpse of Jericho hitting him. Yeah. It's, well, it's like the, the, the Hall of Fame thing with Bret Hart and FTR were part, you know, they, they got laid into, <laughs> they got to lay into that fan. So it's like, yeah, just let the fan go in the ring. Um, yeah, Rick Baker it, cut quite a promo. She talked about blood money in Saudi Arabia, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's no, so weird big. because she keeps playing a heel, but the crowd loves her. So it's like, you know, it's just it's a weird persona for her. Um, how about Andrade's debut? What do you think about Andrade's debut with Matt Seidel? That was probably a longer oh, match than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> it probably was a longer match too. Shouldn't Andrade just had ran through, run through him, and you know, yeah. move on? That would have been a better idea. Just to have him squash Seidel. Uh, you know, he's the high flyers. And he, you know, hit him in the knee, and then set up his. Uh, you know, Hemlock DDT. So I see, still see he's kept the same finisher. Um, but yeah, that, that match was way too long when, uh, it was a commercial break match. <laughs> yeah. It was even like, so it's like, I don't know. Yeah. And like we said, it's Matt Seidel. I mean, Evan Bourne, like that's, I'm sorry. That's all I'm going to think of him, you know, yeah. The 450 splash, but, um, we'll get, we'll get to it though. Now, now we're at, I was very surprised with this. I had no idea. You know, I posted the promo that Tommy and AKA Alistair Black, and I know you put the little, um, this type of face, like the questioning face. Is that, is yeah. that the correct in my assumption? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you know, and it was that, that also had that Josiah Williams, who was big in NXT for doing themes. And um, he was the, the black doctor. He does, he did a lot of behind the stage stuff. So, um, oh, okay. we had, uh, who do we have? Arn Anderson talking, the lights go out and all of a sudden you had Tommy end, AKA Malachi black is how he's going to be known. Uh, playing up the eye too. He has the purplish, you know, like he still wants to play up the eye from way back <laughs> in WWE yeah. days, which is really fantastic. So, um, he lays out Arn Anderson and then Cody Rhodes comes to save him, lays out Cody. I mean, that kick looked good too. So yeah. I'm and so here's what I got from Twitter. So I was like, there's no way that's been 90 days. <laughs> Apparently, his contract forgot to get changed when he went from the A NXT to the main roster. So it still had the built-in 30 days, and they forgot to change it, which looks so bad on their part. So he got to debut because the contract said 30 days, no compete, and it's been 35 days. So there you go. I thought maybe they just, you know, were like, yeah, we're just going to let him, you know, it is what it is. You know, we got Selena, so we'll let him. But apparently the contract forgot to get changed. And they, uh, I saw, too, that 
somebody had called Buddy Murphy is like, hey, what does your contract say? His said 90. <laughs> so Buddy Murphy still has two more months to go and, you know, collect a paycheck. Because I guess they, they were going to offer to extend Buddy Murphy's in case they had said 30 days so he could get paid two more months and not debut right away. So that's <laughs> how that all played out. But this mm. this was a great debut. I mean, it, playing up this new character, I mean, just going for it. You know, then I'm going to I'm be interested to see, you know, hopefully they do better with him than they did with Miro, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I think they were like, OK, Miro, what do you want to do? And that wasn't working. And now Miro's fine. But now it looks like they're like, OK, no, we want to set up what exactly will work right away. You know, don't let's just and, you know, I'm you know, it'd be cool if they would have played that promo that he had because that thing was. I mean, I, I don't want to know how much money he spent on it. I mean, that had to be all, you know, <laughs> self-funded and all that. So, um, yeah, what do you think of Malachi Black's debut, Greg? Yeah, um, when I saw the uh, the little teaser about it, uh, the middle patient, straight jacket, you know, the whole business, um, you know, it's like here we go with the, through the Psycho Ward channel again. But it still looked good. Um so it made me think, okay, it could work. Um, and knowing that, you know, is he'd just been released. We talked about him just a few shows back. Um, mm-hmm. The last thing we expect to see was him popping up in the ring and then uh, have him be the one when the lights came up. You know, that was another, you know, jaw-on-the-floor moment. Um, so, you know, it hasn't been three months. And... Uh, so I'm rooting for it. You know, I love him as a wrestler. And, you know, the guy given the opportunity, um, as AEW is reputed to do, you know, let him have creative control over their own character. Uh, this is his time. This is his moment to, to show out like he hasn't been able to do before. And I hope let him do it. Um you know, and put him in with Cody, you know, with, you know, the biggest baby face in the company, pretty much, um, is the right thing if you want to get him over as big as, you know, we expect him to. So uh, I'm rooting for it. And, you know, I want to see see him succeed. So um, love to debut. Perfect time, perfect moment. And, Thanks to WWE screwing up, you know, keeps him in the news cycle and keeps him hot. And you could tell in the pop that he got when everybody saw him that it's working. So mm-hmm. uh, everything is, is turning out in his favor right now. So now you just got to have the matches to back it up. And even as he walked up the ramp, I mean, it's like his real personality showed for a minute. Like he was smiling. Like he knew, like, yeah. this, you know. Like, it was funny because he was playing up the character, and then he got up on that ramp, and all of a sudden, you just saw this smile explode. And you're like, wait, no, go back. <laughs> go yeah, back I saw that, too. Anyway. So <laughs> like, I no, was, don't you know, smile. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, and I I like that. The, you know, it's, it takes me back to the NXT days where Bailey and the Four Horsemen were crying every other match, but whatever. Um, you know, it, it gives you that real emotion, like, you know, he knows that, he's wanted to do this. It's like, you know, it is like a weight probably lifted off your shoulder type deals. So, uh, Chris Statlander and orange Cassidy defeated the butcher or sorry, the blade 
and um, the bunny. We tried to get the brass knucks involved. That didn't happen. Chris Statlander, though, is slowly, man, she's getting the crowd behind her. It, and this is organic. You know, this isn't forced. I mean, and we still don't, like, <laughs> I feel like she doesn't even have a, like, she she never talks. She's just kind of there. <laughs> um, but the crowd's getting to her. So I think, you know, this is a really good kind of step up for her. Orange Cassidy is still over. You know, I was wondering mm-hmm. after Jericho stuff, where would he go? It feels like they're stop and go with him. But, you know, Statlanders looks like it's working for her. So uh, any thoughts on that match there? Yeah, um, good match. And like you said, I agree with you totally. Um, they're definitely behind Statlander. And I think Orange will always be one of the most over guys in the company. Um, he can do no wrong. Plus, during that match, uh, you hear them allude to him as the number two ranked uh, challenger to the title. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a little a little nugget they're throwing us right there uh, down the road that he's still in line to get that uh, that title match. And we're talking, you know, another few months down the road, I'm sure. But that's another couple months in front of um, audiences and getting him back over as over as he was uh, before um, the pandemic hit and him in a one-on-one match for the title would be would blow the roof off so uh, as odd as it would be to see him holding the championship title um, I think everybody would love it so um, I've always been behind the guy and um, you know I'm here for it Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of odd (laughs) we had this promo I guess is what it was by Dan Lambert who I have no clue (laughs) who he is and I still am very wondering who he is. Ultimately, it came out with Lance Archer. He took him out. So two things. I don't know what the hell the promo was supposed to be doing. I, it, it didn't do whatever it was supposed to do. And number two, they don't know what to do with Lance Archer. Because <laughs> it feels like we get a moment. Like Lance Archer, I thought, wanted to go after Sting and Darby. And now that's gone away. Um, I don't know what else he's done. <laughs> you know, he was wasn't he? He was kind of teaming with them, maybe helping them. But uh, so, Greg, unpack that for me. What in the world <laughs> was that? Do you know what that promo was supposed to do? I heard people say it was like the TNA one he gave seven or eight years ago, which mm-hmm. is like okay, well, what? <laughs> and then two. Uh, any thoughts on Lance Archer? Do you think he's kind of, you know, do you see any direction for him right now? Yeah, well, to, you know, I'm the whole um, Dan Lambert thing. Because um, I've a, I'm a been following the uh, mixed martial arts and okay. UFC and Bellator and all that since for the, like the last 25 years. Okay. Um, Dan Lambert is the head of American Top Team. And American Top Team is probably in the top three as far as the factories that produce the most champions in mixed martial arts. Um, I I think uh, 
Bobby Lashley was part of American Top Team for a while. Oh, okay. Um, so he had him with him, uh, Amanda Nunez, who right now is the GOAT of women's martial arts. She's beating yeah. all the big stars. She's beaten Ronda Rousey. She's beaten Chris Cyborg. Um, she's beating she's beaten all the biggest names in uh, women's MMA and she holds two title belts in two weight divisions right now and she is on hiatus because they can't find anybody to fight this girl. She is awesome. Um, and she is an American top team. Uh, they also had uh, Jorge Masvidal with him and he became a superstar almost overnight even though he's been in the game for 15 years and uh, you know had a great 2019-2020 where he just went through a murderous row of challengers and had some great bloody wars and he catapulted himself to like the king of Miami uh, overnight just off of how hard he fights and you know he was winning he was knocking people out and he claims Miami as his home and the fight was in Miami so he's right there in his backyard and he's an ATT guy um and like I said, they have a, a trophy case full of championship belts from organizations all over the world. Um, and so that's the reputation of American Top Team, and Dan Lambert is the one who runs it. Um, and so they were playing up the MMA versus um, pro wrestling kind of angle, and Dan Lambert trying to be the uh, old-school heel manager uh, type of role and it would have gone over better if you know after Lance Archer comes down and slams him through the mat almost that uh, you know Masvidal you know jumps in the ring and bases him up because you know the organization is pretty much based in Florida right now it would have been a an interesting way to involve everybody maybe uh give Jorge a little match with um, with Archer and play up the MMA versus pro wrestling uh, yeah. way they did with Hager and uh, Wartlow a few weeks back. But they didn't do that. You know, he got smashed and Nunez and Masvidal were just looking and shaking their heads. So it was kind of a pointless um, segment aside from letting Lambert get in there and try to do an impersonation of the old school heel manager. Yeah. Yeah. So it, do you think it worked? Well, um, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, he That's got the thing. He got people to hate on him and, you know, boo him. And I'm sure that was kind of the idea of let me get in here and talk and get these people to, to hate me and, and pay homage to the old school. Um, so he succeeded in that. But, you know, other than that, you know, what was the whole purpose of that segment other than let Lance Archer come out and, you know, meme mug the camera and mm-hmm. on to the next thing. So whatever uh, is like, next for Lance Archer. <laughs> yeah. So it would make more sense to have him and Masvidal do a crossover thing. Um, you know, for a couple of weeks 
And, you know, he could get some of that Masvidal rub because Masvidal's rub is legit. You know, he is the king of Miami. And so, you know, that could have raised his profile a little bit, got him on SportsCenter or something like that because people would have been talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe next week they'll they'll lean into that, but I doubt it. It just seems Yeah, to be I feel a like one-off. this is just a one-off. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like it's going to go anywhere. That's why I'm, like, worried. I'm not worried, but. It's like for Orlean Archer's sake, it's like what what was the payoff? Cause he I guess he's the defender of AEW and then Right. But what's more next baby face. Yeah. Well and that's the thing too. Like, yeah, like they keep going back and forth with him. Like I feel like if he's gonna be a murder hawk, he probably should be a heel. You got Jake the Snake Roberts with you. I mean, <laughs> why would you need to be face? But um then again, you have, you know, the other heels in like Miro and the Elite and, you know, Kenny Omega. So it's like they kind of overshadow everybody. Um, but speaking of the Elite, we'll get to their main event, which they beat Eddie Kingston and um, Penta. Really good match. I love the Young Bucks coming out in the, the jean shorts, the come-as-you-are style type match. We had Brandon <laughs> Cutler, not sure who to spray. But then we had... Um, Kazarian come in, take Cutler out. Cutler took a bad fall through that table, too. Normally, you take it down the middle. He took it on the end, so I was like, I hope yeah. he's okay after that. Um, we did have Eddie Kingston get a pinfall, but there was no ref. You just had all kinds of shenanigans. I, you know, I, I am going to wonder who is going to take those tag team titles off because that should be a big payoff when that happens. And right now, I don't know who that – should be so uh give me your own thoughts on the match and uh we'll take one more break our final break for rogue energy and then we'll get into smackdown and what happened there yeah, it was it was a street fight uh, we love good street fights and uh they definitely brought it it was a fun match to watch uh, we knew the titles weren't going to change hands here even though i would have been for it uh i've been a penta guy for years going back to lucha shout out to lucha underground and um you know he he needs his time because uh, Penta is so good and um he he and kingston made this a great match uh, bucks were doing bucks things and uh, it was it was definitely a fun match but it was just a brawl and you know the, the match was gonna um they were gonna change titles on this in this match um, but I like to, and, and you make a good point, you know, who is going to take it off of them? Because uh, surveying the landscape right now, it doesn't look like there's any legitimate tag team that's not already involved in another long-running rivalry like the mm-hmm. uh, Inner Circle and uh, Pinnacle that's going to give them any trouble. I mean, I feel like it almost needs to go back to Inner Circle. I wonder if Santana and Ortiz can somehow pick up some wins and maybe have full gear, which would be, you know, more towards the end of the year, unless they, unless they go to double or nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty long, well, I guess you do have revolution would be in February ish. So maybe you could pull it out till, you know, the beginning of next year, but I, you know, just take it off the top of my head. I know that inner circles evolve with that, but you know, I think they need a tag team title run. Uh, Santana Ortiz. So yeah, I guess that's my 
<laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> That's my team to call out right now. Because like you said, you know, best friends are kind of, you know, they're off to the side. I mean, but I, I think it needs to be somebody bigger than best friends. I think the best friends are where they're at. You know, it's they might get some, you know, made event time here and there, but I feel like they're never going to move up or down the line. Right. Um, but it feels like Ortiz and Santana, they could get the tag team titles, say they beat the Bucks, and then they can move to that next level. And they could kind of get back at the forefront of the tag team division. And you have FTR maybe going after them. So, yeah, that could be they, the way. They would definitely deserve it. Um, that's the only that's another thing is, is there anybody, you know, free agent tag teams out there that, come in and make a splash and you know upset the bucks um i can't think of anybody off the top of my head but yeah it's like even those roster cuts i mean the only thing i know is we like the women's side you can bring in um the iconics but because i feel like they are going to want to tag team together i don't think they want to be separated again i think they'll i think they'll be a package deal but like you said uh, tag team wise, I don't even know who. I mean, we got Buddy Murphy out there. I feel like he's kind of the big name that everybody wants to see what's going to happen to next. I think he's what the happened next with. Uh, Let's see who what else? happened with AOP. Yeah, <laughs> I did. That, right. that could be an option to bring him in. I get you know big yeah. monsters the way they did in. Uh, and in you'll a, need to get a, a manager for them. Yeah, I mean. Because I, you know, I think they need somebody. Um, yeah, they're doing nods yeah. to the old school, you know. Keep them with Paul. Bring Paul back. If Paul Eller. Yeah, yeah. Just have his him daughter, be their mouthpiece. His daughter's an Impact, so you already got that kind of, you know. Rachel Ellering is an Impact, so I mean, unless you know, maybe that, maybe Tolly Blanchard, maybe he wants another tag team. I feel like he'd be a good, you know, fit for them. So, but they definitely need a, a manager to kind of. You know, get them. Uh, you know, I still kind of remember that Seth stuff. I felt like that could have went somewhere with AOP, but they never pulled yeah. the trigger on it. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I guess that'd be the tag team to think of because right now, it's it's Slim Pickens, <laughs> the Ascension. You want them to go? <laughs> you want the oh, Ascension God, no. anywhere? No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Cody Rhodes has a little. He was Stardust with them, so. I, you know, obviously it's saying a lot that he hasn't brought them in yet. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a coach who doesn't want to pick up a quarterback from their former team. Right. You know? <laughs> it's always like, well, maybe that quarterback's not worth it. So, um, all right, get some rogue energy talk. Then we'll get into SmackDown debuts, uh, uh, family back together, and all kinds of good stuff for SmackDown.
we are back, ready to finish up with our SmackDown talk from last night. Roman Reigns coming out there talking to, you know, Paul Heyman, asking the, the Usos to come out. I guess Jimmy is not going to get any sort of suspension for his, I think it's fourth DUI in like, you know, four or five years. That, you know, whatever. It, it helps to helps to know people in the right places, I guess. But um, my biggest thing is, Greg, with the Roman Reigns stuff is when he hugged them, He's really got good at facial expressions, and I don't know. If, I'm sure you noticed it. He had the little like he opened his eyes like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill these guys soon." Like you know, there's that. There was that slight subtlety mm-hmm. to his facial expression that I was watching it with my mom, and she loves to watch. I go, "Oh, I'm like, I'm surprised he didn't turn on them last night." But it's gonna come. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Like he's gonna take them both out because I think it's best for him to be on his own with Paul Heyman. And so that's how I see it. Do you see that same thing unfolding sooner rather than later? I mean, like I said, the facial expression really told the story when he was just like, he kept looking at the camera, like these guys are so dead. (laughs) It's like the dad being mad at your kids. Like when we get home, you know, that type of deal. But anyways, uh, Roman is going to take him out sooner rather than later is my prediction. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, And I was looking for it too, because, um, the whole time that the Usos have been talking about getting the tag team championships, he's been uh, playing it down or, you know, trying to refocus him on something else. And now he's agreeing with it. And while he's got them both, you know, in this big hug and I was watching for it, I was like, okay, he's going to, he's coming, wait for it. And sure enough, he gave it to us that little, that little smirk, that little uh, glint in his eye that's, you know, you usually get that cue right before somebody gets dropped on their head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we got the cue, but nobody got dropped on their head. So um, I, I'm with you. I totally expect that to happen at some point. Uh, it would make more sense to keep them together as a three-piece. And uh, I think maybe after this angle with Edge is over, that that's when uh, those two are going to get dropped. And, um, you know, then you're going to have them uh, separated. But I agree that uh, he's better with just him and Heyman and not the three of them together. And the the Usos be better served, you know, with the belts doing their own thing. I don't think we need any more of their drama, too. I think we've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, now we need to get to the payoff. Like, we know all the different parts. and yeah, like I said, Jimmy, he's got to get you know get an Uber or something, man. Because right, he blew he blew a point two zero five. That's you know that's that's almost a couple times the legal limit, you know. So you can't be of any good sound mind when you're that drunk. And like I said, you know, it feels like anybody else, you probably would have been suspended or something. But um, I know we yeah. wouldn't always knock like. Oh, Charlotte Flair and her dad and Nia Jax in the rock. But I don't know. These Uso boys, they keep getting into little trouble here and there. And they keep, you know, <laughs> skating free from it. So, you know, maybe it's time. I mean, we know who their dad is and how their lineage, lineage is. So um, next up, we did have, uh, what was it? Uh, King Nakamura defeating Sad Corbin. 
I'm just going to start calling him that. Um, <laughs> the best was McAfee, Biggie with the foot, foot baths, foot spas, doing commentary from the tip from there and celebrating and just, you know, uh, poor Corbin, uh, Nakamura coming with the Bentley that Corbin supposedly had to have repo and they got an auction. I mean, this is all just, I don't know what the end game is for Corbin, but I'm laughing at him. Uh, we had McAfee taking digs at the hairline. I mean, really taking some digs at that hairline. And yeah. <laughs> well, for good Not reason. Just, Look at that hairline. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing the Hulk Hogan, man. That's like. Yeah, it's kind of, um, it is kind of all over the place. But Nakamura gets a win, which we all saw. And Nakamura will be in the Money to Make Ladder match, which I don't know if he has he been in. Trying to think, I get. I think he's been in maybe one or two, but um, good for Nakamura to be in there and you know kind of see what he could do in a, a ladder match. So, uh, Greg, your own thoughts on the, all this sad Corbin business? Yeah, it, it's going to go somewhere. It's going to end up with him um, getting rebranded um, and differently than he is now. You know, look, he's all scraggly and he's. You know, always down is down as luck. He's lost everything. He's turned into a country song, and um, you know, he, they alluded to it. You know, he's he's hit rock bottom. So now something's going to happen, and he's going to come out as something new and different. And um, you know, they're just you know building the house, and they're about to put the roof on it, and he's going to come out as something different. Um, and this is the way to get rid of the old, the uh, the King Corbin nonsense, and give him, at least he didn't lose his name yet. He's still Baron Corbin. I mean, look at uh, Riddle lost his first name. Uh, he lost his last name, and for a while, when uh, Tegan came, or they were Knox and Blackheart. I did just gonna call her Knox, and then they called uh, Tegan came out a few times. So like, okay, at least she gets to keep her first name. Um, so, but I expect a whole rebranding of, of Corbin, um, pretty Cause soon. he still had the King gear on too. It said KC. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, he's got to get rid of that. Go, hopefully he doesn't go back to his waiter outfit or, you know, host at a Friday's, but, um, <laughs> he needs to go somewhere. So, you know, I'd say ride him off TV for a couple weeks, you know, and, you know, like you said, repackage him as. I don't know what, so, um, but let's just get right into it, though. You brought up Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart. They debuted. It was funny because they said women we had never seen, and I kind of hate how they play that, but then McAfee's like, no, we've seen them on NXT. Like, anyways, you know, we hate when they do that. Like, NXT mm-hmm. doesn't exist, even though you're all in the same world, but I, I'm okay if they're Shotzi and Knox as the tag team name. But like you said, it was funny because they kept saying Knox, 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 and then sometimes Tegan. But and then here on the results it says Shotzi and Tegan Knox defeated Natalia and Tamina. And I'm guessing we'll get, you know, some sort of singles matches with them. I mean, a good debut. I just it's just a random pairing, but I get it because Ember Moon probably doesn't want to go up. <laughs> so and like we said, it's funny that Tegan gets called up when she still has unfinished business with Candice LeRae, which I guess Sasha Bailey did two times, you know, both sides. So maybe they'll let Tegan, mm-hmm. 
you know, finish up with Candace and then be full time main roster, you know, if they even do that round. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think, though? Uh, good debut for this Shotzi and Knox tag team with their they brought the the tank as well. I was hoping the tank would have hit Tamina though. It just whizzed by her. I was hoping <laughs> it hit. You know, kind of like Robert Stone. They took out Stone and uh, somebody else. They took out with it. So. Um, yeah, at least they got to bring the tank. Right. Um, I was. I liked it. Um, I saw Natty and Tamina come out, and I was thinking this is a good time for bathroom break until they you know, said two two people you haven't two girls you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, now I got to wait through this commercial break and see who it is. <laughs> and uh, and they and they came out. Um, Tegan and Shotzi, or Knox and Shotzi, and you get away with just calling her Shotzi, but just calling her Knox, I was like, oh, great, here we go. The NXT person comes up, and they immediately start messing with what isn't broken. Um, so that was what I was worried about until Michael Cole dropped the Tegan uh, a few times, so I know she's going to get to keep her full name. Um, it was a good match, and a you know, good way to announce their arrival on the brand, then having them beat the champs and, you know, set up a little something down the road. Um, you know, just because, you know, they're not the standard uh, match that we've been seeing from them. You know, the same old, same old. Um, and hopefully it's, we're done with the whole Dana and Mandy uh rivalry to use the term loosely that um you know this this was perfect for them in getting uh getting them over and uh i'd put the the championships on them because um they're a breath of fresh air and you know new matchups and um i like it especially and if I you think- can have them go back and forth to raw and smackdown yeah so you could have them kind of bounce back and forth if you know you want to so um, and you can and stay in the nxt and and finish her rivalry with candace yeah. too yes exactly oh yeah if they yeah if you want to defend it across the brands you know but um yeah uh women's side of things so we uh we got the sad news bailey is out due to practicing uh she's you know it's this mandatory training they ask people to come to she was training in the ring. Looks like she wrecked her knee. Uh, some people joke because they said approximately nine months. So they thought, you know, they might be a little little bundle of baby Bailey. But as far as I know, Bailey has no um, Bailey buddy. So, you know, I don't know if that's <laughs> – I think it's just a ba- – I think it's just a nine-week mm-hmm. or nine-month wrecked knee, unfortunately, because she had the big knee brace on. Sounds like she'll still be heel, even though you know she's going to get the hugest pop. Like some people joke, they're like, it's going to be Triple H back from injury type pop. So mm-hmm. I hope, you know, you might need to, you know, you're having her play appeal, but you wonder if, all right, Seth Rollins, you know, when he came back, he started as a face and then went he or whatever. So ultimately this led to Sonya Deville out there. So she said Carmella will get a title match against Bianca Belair Friday night in Houston on SmackDown, and then Liv Morgan 
gets put into the match, which is well-deserved. So it all worked out, except we had to do it because Bailey got hurt at a mandatory training. Go figure. And Bailey's been pretty, I mean, she had, I think, shoulder injury and then a broken wrist in NXT, but really hasn't had anything big. So, yeah, there's uh, there's all the women's side of things, Greg. Have at it. Yeah, um, it was really unfortunate because Bailey's been so money uh, this whole time, uh, the pandi- pandemic era that we'll call it, um, what she'd been doing with uh, Sasha that whole time, uh, both fighting with her and against her. Um, this rivalry she's been having with Bianca has been great. And uh, it went over my head from the beginning when I found out during the week that um, she got injured until I thought about it. Okay, she's not going to face her in face Bianca on uh, Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, they had an I Quit match. So that was probably the the match I was looking forward to the most. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was the part that that hit me the hardest. Um, So shout out to Bailey. I hope she, you know, gets better ahead of schedule um because she's been amazing as a as a helena face um but i see what you're alluded to too what what would it be like if we get to nine months down the road from now right in the middle of wrestlemania season and out of nowhere old bailey music comes out she comes out with long brown hair and the streamers and all the, <laughs> you know, she goes back to NXT Bailey, you know, the hugger. Um, it'd be a huge word, but everybody would lose their minds for it. Um, so I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility, you know, during. Well, I think the she could go. To, I don't know. I was even going to say she could keep this persona as a face in a way and just play up to the fan side somehow. But it was funny last night. Mm-hmm. She's like, I did this for you. You know, you guys were the fault of it. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see. And I'm thinking if it's through WrestleMania, you know, you don't rush her for WrestleMania. You just save her for after, you know, that pop after. So, yeah, you know, I think, you know, it could, and it might give her uh, a refresh, you know, maybe look at how you want to take the character now. You got nine yeah. months. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it, it sucks. And now I wonder if Bianca Belair is going to be hurt because of it, because what contenders do we have? You know, I wonder if Friday night when there's shenanigans and we'll just get the rematch between Carmella and Bianca at Money in the Bank, because we probably need to fill in the match anyway. So it almost makes you wonder if Friday night will end in shenanigans because, but then again, why would you just not do the match? So anyways, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, I like it. And Carmella was what before they even announced who it was going to be. I saw Carmella coming a mile away, mm-hmm. and um, and she's you know the great narcissistic foil for Bianca, and it'll be you know a good match. But you know there's no danger Bianca's going to lose um, mm-hmm. unless you know Carmella does something to you know steal a win. Um, you know, gets up to shenanigans or something, and then to justify it, 
you know, they have a match in uh, Money in the Bank, which is definitely a possibility uh, if there's nobody else that they can think of uh, pulling out of the ether. Uh, to that end, also, um, I saw something online, so don't know the validity of it 100%, that uh, WWE is putting in a... Um, said to Sasha Banks, it's time to go back to work. So um, we can see Sasha popping up sooner than later also. Um, maybe they put her into uh, Money in the Bank or, you know, pop her up as a uh, challenger for Bianca because she hasn't had a rematch yet. Yeah. So it, that's an easy, easy peasy, you know, done uh, kind of situation. And yeah. now back in front of crowds, you know, that match would go over huge. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, I feel like Sasha's going to be that last person now for Money in the Bank just to get her in there and then revisit the for SummerSlam. Because right now, it's like, what do you do for Bianca at SummerSlam? <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like you don't have, you know, it's probably got to be Sasha. So um, next up, what else we had? We had um, Seth Rollins defeated Cesaro in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Cesaro got busted open there. Um, I thought Cesaro might pull it out just because I felt like, you know, I thought they were going with Cesaro. Now it feels like they're not. <laughs> feels like we're pulling the rails back on him. And um, yeah, but I hope that they see what he could do. And at any point you can get him back in that position. Um, but Seth picks up the win. Uh, were you okay with Seth picking up the win, Greg? Yeah, um, I would expect to see him in there uh, anyway. So um, they've been trading wins back and forth. So either one of them would have won, and it wouldn't have surprised me at all. Um, Seth just makes more sense to me at this point, um, yeah. just because of the possibilities with uh, Roman's champion and their whole backstory and how easy that would be to mm – -hmm. Uh, build that up and plus you know you know those two would have a great match yeah and then finally we had edge calling out you know everybody of the bloodline you had roman out there you had the usos and then we had oh our smackdown tag team champions <laughs> come back the mysterio family so we're gonna get a six-man match this coming friday usos and roman against edge and the mysterios Kind of let that play out. Um, you know, we had the 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 bar to the uh, the mouth of Jay Uso or Jimmy. No, it's Jay because Jimmy's already got it. So we had Jay get it now. So now all three of the you know Roman family have had to taste that bar. Um, Jimmy or Jay was doing good with his eyes rolling back of the head. Um, yeah, good stuff, good ending, and now like we said, kind of built into. You know, getting the Mysterio family back, Dominic and Ray, you know, defending tag team titles. You know, I thought a good segment to end the night. How about yourself? Yeah, it, it sets up um, so many uh, different matches. And, you know, this was the final bridge um, back into the live crowd. So now we're going to get, you know, all those payoffs with um, Edge and Roman. Uh, next weekend, and uh, the Mysterios and the Usos, uh, I'm sure, coming sooner than later. And 
I think that's where we're going to see the Usos take the titles. Um, and it, it just pushes all the storylines further. Um, I think it's wrapping up the angles with Roman and the, and the Usos as far as being so divided. Um, shows them as a piece of unit, at least for now. Mm-hmm. And so kind of putting a bow on that. And, you know, they can always take the bow off when Roman decides to turn on them. But at least it puts it to an end for now and shows them as a unit. Um, for just the storyline with Roman and Edge and then, um, you know, the Usos on their tag team run. So it was the perfect segment to lay the foundation for getting back to live audiences next week and, uh, you know, really kicking up in the notch or 10, you know, yeah. now that they have the expectations of being back in front of, you know, live audiences. So um, I'm surprised that uh, Vince Man let AEW get the jump on them with the uh, going back to full oh, houses yeah. uh, going first. So maybe Xavier, okay, they did it first, we're going to do it better and, you know, sell out bigger venues. So I'm excited for it and ready to see what's going to happen. And we can throw the Usos and the Mysterios on Money in the Bank. I, you know, I, I normally don't hate, I don't like announcing mm-hmm. last minute stuff, but I feel like next week you could probably announce that and get oh, away yeah. with it. And then, like you said, I think the Usos need to win and at least have Roman aligned with them for a little bit. But then, you know, mm-hmm. he just takes them out and they'll still have the tag team titles. So they still have what they needed. <laughs> it's like they, you know, they got what they wanted out of it anyway. So, um, yeah, that's all I got on that week in wrestling. Gave you another good two hours of talk. Greg, uh, any final thoughts you want to throw out there? I know you've got your sons going tomorrow night. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there? Yep, I give it uh, sons two more games by uh, win- midweek next week. They'll be hoisting at Larry O. And, um, they already had DeAndre Ayton talking about taking it back to his homeland in the, the uh, Bahamas, I believe, where he's from, okay. and uh, parading it out there. Uh, huge UFC fight tonight with uh, Conor McGregor and Poirier in their trilogy fight. Uh, no, you're not much of an MMA guy, but it's going to be like – I didn't realize biggest. Conor McGregor was going back out. I knew he was yeah. coming back. I just didn't know it was happening tonight. So that's – yeah. That's pretty yeah, big. That's, <laughs> that's tonight. It's going to be a huge fight, and looks like we're getting – old connor back now the one who's uh talking smack and um you know getting inside his opponent's head and you know that was you know the hungry lion that used to smash people and uh supposed to uh shiny happy connor who had uh you know all smiles and hugs in their first fight in january and he got smashed so looks like we got old connor back it's gonna be a huge fight great part tonight uh, if you're a USC fan, it's definitely something you're going to check. Need to check out. Um, and then next, you said July 30th. We got your next uh, announcing. MPG Wrestling. Yep. MPG. Uh, Ty- yes, sir. Uh, Jared Kripke's Golden Birthday Bash. So it's uh, 30th <laughs> on the 30th. So yeah, he is a new nice. member of the Golden Colt, which is the the main faction in this MPG Wrestling. Bunch of heels. They got all the gold. There's thousands of titles in MPG wrestling. Um, so yeah, good night. 
hopefully some guys that couldn't make it uh, last weekend will make it this time is what, you know, there's a, they had to have a few car changes because of car issues and whatnot. So they're hoping to get some guys back and yeah. So I'll just keep showing my beautiful voice in this money maker as they call there it you go. on the comp there you on go. Uh, MPG wrestling and keep the, keep all the wheels turning for all the network, as we say, um, on sports, BW sports one. So thank you for joining us. Catch all the good BW sports stuff. Like I said, we got to get Dan to give me like a little schedule so I can put up here behind me. I'll, I need to keep doing that or we could screen share it. So, uh, maybe I'll work on that with him and, uh, we could do a Google Doc so we could share it out every week. So good stuff happening. I think tomorrow we got checkers and records for all your racing needs. And I believe the state of basketball is back tomorrow talking up the NBA finals. So I know that's happening some point tomorrow. So BW Sports 1, check it out. Thank you, Greg, for coming on. As always, thank you for watching. And uh, enjoy the week of wrestling and enjoy UFC tonight. Thank you. Y'all guys have a great time.